Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Heart, Home, Faith. It's Olivia here, and as always, I'm thrilled that you're tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I'm only just realizing had a significant impact on other people, and of course, a significant impact on myself. What this thing is, is a marathon. That might sound crazy, and it also might sound really intimidating, but before you decide this isn't the episode for you, or before you feel terrified that somebody could voluntarily run 26.2 miles, because I did, I want you to hear my story, and I want you to understand how freeing running this marathon was, and how running this marathon was such a gift for me to learn about my faith, to learn about myself, to learn about God, and to inspire others. So without further ado, here is my marathon story. I am naturally a dreamer. That is my strength. You know those like personality strength finders? Mine pretty much 100% that dreaming and thinking about the future is my strength. So naturally, I'm like a really big goal setter, except I'm not always very successful at those goals. And over the past 10-ish years, I haven't had much opportunity to set goals and to accomplish them. Now, a lot of things have happened in my life, and so when I'm talking about goals, I'm talking about very personal goals, things that really are just for me. Except what I learned through this experience of running a marathon is that things that impact you and shape you are never truly just for you. There is truly a connectedness, a body of Christ aspect that what is good for me will ultimately be good for everyone around me. Running a marathon was not something I thought I was going to do. I actually was hoping to run a half marathon. I guess I need to give you the background story about why I was even running in the first place. I ended up running cross country in high school, but when I was in high school, my older sister is a very accomplished runner, and I ended up entering into high school just after she had broken the 5K record at States in the the previous fall. So she was a senior and I was a freshman and it was very hard. Everybody kind of thought I was going to be as good as she was and I thought so too. And when I wasn't, it was really disappointing. And of course, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be better, but it took a really long time for me to develop even an interest in running. Now, I did run cross-country all four years, and I did it because I felt like it was what was expected of me, and I enjoyed it to some extent, but it wasn't like I was this avid runner because I wasn't, and I felt like I'm no good at this, so I can't enjoy it. Well, this is the first thing that I learned throughout my whole marathon experience. Even if you're not good at something, you can still enjoy it. I mean, that's something that I never thought until I started to discover that I enjoyed running. After cross country, I managed to go seven years without running 
because why would I do that? I just had no desire to run. But something happened to me. And so I want to make something really clear that my marathon was not about losing weight, but it was about being healthy and challenging myself. And there is a weight loss component that plays a part of the story because physical health is important. So what happened is that I have been very stressed in my life and I'm a stress eater and it gets really bad when I'm pregnant. And so when I was pregnant with my third daughter, I gained a lot of unhealthy weight. So I know there's healthy weight that you gain when you're pregnant, but I was not gaining healthy weight. I was gaining unhealthy weight and I'm going to own that because I ended up putting on a lot more weight than I should have and not being healthy and not taking great care of my body. And that's just the truth. She was my third daughter and after she was born, things didn't change or go, you know, back to the way they were as rapidly. My body started to hang on to the consequences of my choices. It, you know, hung on to my lemonade and hung on to my ice cream and all the other delicious things that I love and are so fun to eat and have, but are not for all the time. And so if you can't tell, I have a really big sweet tooth. But what I learned was that I was going to have to do something physical to help get my body out of an unhealthy place into a healthier place. So I always give myself grace and this is, I'm not like on a crazy diet and I I don't do that, but what I do is I just believe that you need to exercise and move because that's what makes me feel good and that's what helps me feel healthy. So yes, there is a weight loss component, but what started this was the fact that I knew I had gained unhealthy weight while I was pregnant with my third daughter And then I couldn't lose that weight the way I'd been able to lose it previously. And that bothered me. So I decided that over the past seven years, I hadn't really ever done anything just for myself. So I ended up deciding I was going to get into some shape by doing P90X3, which is P90X but only 30 minutes a day. And for the first time, possibly in my life, yes, I think in my life, I actually completed all those days, which was really, really awesome. It was so fun for me to color in my chart. And I mean, it was three months of some pretty intensive workouts, but I really enjoyed them. And I came to look forward to having that 30 minutes for me. Now, as I was starting to do these workouts, I was also reading Jennifer Fulweiler's book, One Beautiful Dream. And that book resonated with me on such a profound and deep level because she talks about finding what you love and doing things for for yourself. And that was when I realized that I hadn't been doing things for myself for almost seven years. Everything had centered on other people. Now, I love serving other people, and I know that serving other people is a great gift and a great privilege, and I'm very grateful for that but I also was running dry. There was nothing that inspired me. There was no passion. There was no joy of participating in activities. There were things that I liked and I have interests, but was there something that I was really dedicated to? Because I kind of fell into this mental space of, I can't do it because that would be too hard. I'm very glad that I read 
Jennifer Fulweiler's book at this time because I felt so encouraged to think about what I wanted to do and to think about the goals that I've had and why those were my goals and how I could make those dreams a reality. Could I, as you know, as Jen Fulweiler and her husband Joe say, could I blow it up? And so I kind of did. It was a little bit crazy, but one of my friends was talking about how she did a sprint triathlon and that it was always the weekend of Memorial Weekend and it's close to my house. And so I thought about it and I realized that that sprint triathlon would happen to fall on my 30th birthday. I thought to myself, like, that's really cool. That's something that I'm not sure I can do, but there's enough time between now and my 30th birthday that I can probably be in good enough shape for that. So I decided to do it. And there was a group of us that decided to do it. And my husband decided he was going to do it too. So that was really exciting. That sprint triathlon ended up being canceled due to COVID-19. However, there is more to the story. My husband and I decided that we were going to start training and we started making fitness a priority in our lives. And that was just an incredible blessing for us because taking care of our bodies was something we hadn't really been doing. We'd kind of just been being sedentary and not really doing much to glorify God through our, through our actions of moving our bodies and taking care of our bodies physically. Because that's part of it. Like We can glorify God through physical activity. I had decided I was going to run this sprint triathlon and I got really excited. But another friend of mine then said, well, like, well, what about the half marathon? And I thought to myself, oh no, I hate running and I have no desire to do that. But then later on, I was sitting on the couch reading Jennifer Fowler's book and thinking my excuse to not run a half marathon is pretty lame because the other part of the story is that I'd always thought I would run a half marathon at some point. I mean, I ran cross country for four years in high school. I should be able to figure out how to train for and run a half marathon, but I'd never done it and I'd always felt so intimidated by it. So finally, I just kind of decided that it was time to stop being scared and it was time to try. It was just time to try because I'd always had this idea in the back of my head that I was going to run a half marathon and I had seen a lot of my friends go out and train for and complete their half marathons. And a half marathon just sounded insane to me, but okay, if I've wanted to do something, why should I let anything like thinking I hate an activity I haven't done in seven years stand in the way? So I decided to start doing Couch to 5K, which is a program where you run in different intervals. So you start out and you run like 20 seconds, walk 20 seconds, run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds. You, you do intervals like that. And eventually you build up and you get your stamina up and then all of a sudden you're able to run a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. So that was how much I needed to run in order to finish the sprint triathlon. So the sprint triathlon, there was a swim, there was a several mile bike ride, and then there was a 5K, which is that 3.1 miles. So I knew I needed to at least be able to run a 5K for my sprint triathlon. So the first day that I was getting ready to go for my run, I got myself kind of bundled up and I decided I was going to run with the baby in the stroller because, I mean, that seems good. 
and we, I just remember I stood in the driveway and our driveway is kind of falling apart. So, you know, there's like cracks everywhere. And I just remember thinking like, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you. Jesus, take my running, glorify you through it. If you want me to fall and break an ankle, that will be okay with me. And I was kind of hoping that I would fall and break an ankle because I was afraid. Like I really wanted it to not be God's will for me to run, but apparently it was his will for me to run because I ended up running. But I ended up discovering that I loved running. I loved the freedom and even more than that, the thing that I needed even more was the discipline to do it because there's no way that you can do something like go from running zero miles to running a big chunk of miles without discipline. And I had convinced myself that I had no discipline. And because I had no discipline, I was never going to achieve anything that seemed really, really hard, which for a dreamer like me, I love to think about doing things that are hard. But what had been missing from my life was the discipline to make it happen. So I was pretty miserable. So God blessed me and allowed me to fall in love with running. And it was so wonderful for me to get up and run. And I would get up so early sometimes. I would get up early and run because that was the only way I could get my my run in. And I'm doing this with three small children at home. I mean, they were six and under as I'm training for these things. And I was still able to do them and enjoy them. And I was able to pour so much more love out into my family because I was taking care of myself. That is such an incredible gift that we're given that when we fill ourselves, we can pour ourselves out even more. That is the secret, I think, to being a happy mom is just filling yourself so you can give yourself more. A few months of Couch to 5K go by and I'm running a 5K just because I want to and it's great and I'm feeling like really strong and really challenged and I think, yeah, okay, it's time to start training for this half marathon and that's really exciting because you've got to be so, so disciplined in order to do that. So I found my program and I started running. I ended up getting up to like a 10 mile run in... June or July, and um, this half marathon is in October. It's the Detroit Free Press International Half Marathon, and that was what I signed up for. So I signed up for it the last possible day you could because the price increases as you wait longer. So I signed up the last possible day I could for the half marathon before the price increased for the first time because I was still kind of hoping that I wouldn't do it. But of course, that is not at all what happened. But I ended up getting to about a 10 mile run somewhere in June or July and being encouraged by two of my friends who are co-workers, being encouraged by them and they were just saying, you know, you, you could do it. And I kind of thought in my head, like, I'm really enjoying this. I could do a full marathon. And I also looked at the calendar and I thought, I have time to properly train for a full marathon. Like, how does that happen? Okay, I will do it. And so I ended up paying the fee to change my race to the full marathon and I trained for it. I mean, I had to make a lot of sacrifices to make it work. 
I had to get up sometimes at 4.45 in the morning. Thankfully, there is a track that is about a quarter mile right behind my house um, connected to the school. And so I was able to get up super early at like 4.45 and then run on the track behind my house for a whole bunch of miles and then run back inside and use the bathroom. And then as the sun was coming up, finish my runs because when you train for a marathon, you're running like sometimes 14, sometimes 16, and there's even a couple 18, and there's also that 20-mile run. And so there's so many runs that are so long that in order to get up and still be a present mom and still spend time with my kids, like I was running very, very early in the morning, and I'm not naturally a morning person, but I loved getting up early. I loved getting up and having my run done and just being able to settle into the day and enjoy that time with my family. That was just incredible. And I knew that starting out by giving myself what I needed, that was the best gift I could give my family. Of course, there were days when I really didn't want to do it. There were times where I thought, there is no way that I ever want to do this. And I had runs that were terrible. I also had runs that were awesome and I felt so good and I was just elated and so excited to go on and to move my body and to just be joyful and free. It was amazing, but it's not always rainbows and sunshine. Sometimes it's mud and other sorts of gross things that can happen when you are running. Doing these sorts of intense long runs was really good for me. But in the middle of doing these intense long runs, my husband decided that he didn't want to wait until my 30th birthday to do a sprint triathlon. He wanted to do one sooner. So we signed up and we both completed and competed, but we both competed and completed a sprint triathlon in August, just two months before my marathon. And so I was able to do that very important element of cross training where you use different disciplines of training, different physical exercises to help your body to recover and to keep your body strong, and it's really good for you. But having the sprint triathlon, it kind of was like an extra thing, even though that was the very first thing that I wanted to do, which is so funny how it worked out. But doing that sprint triathlon was so fun. We left our kids at the grandparents and We spent the night there and then we got up super early and then we competed in the sprint triathlon and we did so well for our first one and we just had so much fun talking about it and having this common interest. One of the things that's been really hard for us in our marriage is that we don't have a lot of common interests, but we found something we really enjoyed. One of the things that happened is that I actually did not particularly enjoy bike riding And I thought that biking would be the easiest of the three events, but it was actually the hardest. And so I've been really diligent recently about biking because sometimes you've got to do different things. Sometimes you have to give things that you think you don't like a chance because then you realize that you actually do like them and you just had this preconceived notion or this this barrier to enjoyment for whatever reason. 
One of the biggest things that I learned from running my marathon and preparing for it, especially because that's the most important part, I prepared for the marathon. And what I learned is that I remember thinking that sometimes I would have a really hard run. And I'd be running up this sort of like country road that doesn't have sidewalk. It's it's like in the country, but not. Nah, it's in my neighborhood. It's kind of a weird thing, but I was running up this road and I remember thinking like, okay, just one more mailbox, just one more mailbox, just one more mailbox. And I would literally mailbox it all the way up the road. And so I remember thinking like, okay, this is perseverance. This is why there are so many references to finishing the race in scripture, because that's the spiritual life too. It's the one foot in front of the other every single day. Even when you don't want to, you have to keep moving forwards on this journey. And it is so much like a race. It is so much like a super long run. And you have to be disciplined, which, by the way, discipline and disciple totally have like the same root, which I think is so interesting because it's true that from practicing a physical discipline, I'm able to be so much more disciplined in my spiritual life. I guess I'm one of those people that just needs the physical to help me connect to the spiritual. I will often pray while I run. I will think and I will reflect and sometimes I listen to music, but I have had really great spiritual insights that have come from running and I've loved being able to connect with the creation of God in this way. I've loved being able to see the deer and not the dachshunds because I do not like dachshunds. They are scary, scary little dogs. But I've loved being able to see all of the beauty of the trees and the flowers and smelling the grass as it's being cut and the the crabapple trees as they're blossoming and the lilies and just all of the different smells because when you're training for a marathon, it's such a long process and you're outside so much that you actually start to feel like, okay, the, the seasons change in a very noticeable way. You don't experience that when you're going so fast and so... I would like to be a faster runner, but I'm not so fast that I don't still take time to enjoy my surroundings because you have to focus on where you're going. You have to focus on what you're doing in order to not get hurt while you're running, which is just true. You have to be aware of where you're going and what you're doing, and you have to be careful. And so by doing those things and by being aware of my surroundings, I was really able to just connect in a beautiful way with creation and to recognize that I'm part of that creation, to recognize that I am made in his image and his likeness and running is a way to glorify him. I am only now starting to find out how much my marathon has impacted other people, but people will often ask me how I did it and I will say it wasn't me because it really wasn't. When I first started this process, if you remember, I gave that running to God And apparently it was his plan for me to do a full marathon because I really, I needed that confidence that I could stick through something and do something that was that impressive. I know that sounds kind of conceited, but I had spent so much time in in the past few years feeling like I would never accomplish anything that was really, really difficult. And I was able to accomplish this because of him, because of him. It's always because of him. 
I am convinced that anything we do, as long as we offer it to God and is rightly ordered with Him being first, it will be a glorious success because it glorifies Him. How else could you go from running 0.0 miles to running 26.2? And I did it in only nine months. That's pretty insane if you know anything about running. That's actually really, really fast if you know anything about the timeline of becoming a runner. But the thing that's so crazy about all of this is that I never thought of myself as a runner until after I finished that marathon, which tells you that psychologically, I had some pretty big insecurity issues about running. And now it's something that I love. And I'm not that great at it, but I love it. So I enjoy it and I do it. Being able to run with one of my kids in the stroller or with one of my kids riding along with their bike, that's been such a wonderful experience for me. They love sharing in it, and I love sharing it with them too. How awesome is it that I get to share something with my kids that makes me happier and even healthier? It for sure makes me behave in a more positive and upbeat way. One of the things that I just want to say before we finish up for the day is that it doesn't have to be a marathon. What I mean by that is running really might not be your thing. It might not be prudent for you to run. It might not be what you're called to do. You don't have to be a runner. You don't have to be a marathoner. One of my friends recently learned how to swim as an adult. And so she took lessons and she signed up and she learned that. Like, that is so cool that she signed up and learned how to properly do strokes and swim. What an incredible thing to teach yourself and to challenge yourself to learn. Another friend of mine has fallen in love with deadlifting, meaning she picks up super heavy things for fun. I don't understand because that's not what my interests are at this time. But who knows? They could change. So it doesn't have to be a marathon. A marathon might sound really intimidating. It can be a 5K. It can be a mile. It can be riding your bike for 20 minutes three times a week. It can be that simple. But the physical aspect of being dedicated to movement and tying in your movement to glorifying God That is where the joy of exercise comes from. And I've seen such spiritual fruits in my own life just from having the discipline to do something that is incredibly hard. I just want to leave you with one last thought. We hear many analogies to the race. And in so many ways, our lives are a race. And at the end, when we are standing there before Jesus being judged, I want to be able to say I've run the race. Thank you for tuning in to my marathon story. I would love to hear your stories of your major accomplishments, things that you thought were impossible but then ended up doing, and how God is working in your life. Until next time, may you feel as loved as you are.